Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast, where we explore how technology impacts, improves, and enables the customer experience that we all expect from businesses and organizations that we engage or work with. Don't worry, we only keep it to 20 minutes, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. Thanks very much. So uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of uh, the Self-Service Generation podcast uh, with uh, Gavin Steve. Uh, hi, Gavin. How are you doing today? You all right? Yep. I'm feeling chipper today, I think. You're chipper. Yeah, even even uh, even though you've been you've got a, like a poor poor, your little hands hurting today. <laughs> I'm, I'm we, we, we need our injury update um, <laughs> <laughs> as we tend to do this. Uh, I think. How, how's I your think hand, mate? It's uh, a little bit sore. My, my thumb is a funny colour, and I've got it all strapped oh, up. No, so, no. Yeah, oh, I think no. we need to stop doing physical exercise. I think I, I said this in the last podcast. I think it's a yeah. sign that actually doing exercise is probably bad for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's our takeaway from today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> so what we're talking well, about on health, our, uh... on our healthcare, healthcare subject. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. We've already. The thing is, it. I think is if people stop doing exercise, I guess there's more work for people in the, there's more work for people in the healthcare industries. And uh, oh, is that right? It'd be, okay. it'd be a boom, is right? That, are you saying that, that is, that's because they haven't got enough to do? I'm not sure I'm not sure we're understanding the the principle behind it but anyway uh yeah okay uh well it is our healthcare um self-service and healthcare podcast today so appropriately Gavin's there with his his handle strapped on because he was playing five-side football but never mind yeah yeah what can you do um uh so I suppose really uh, we've got a uh, we want to talk about uh, some use cases, some real stuff that's, that we've done um, and some stats which are quite glaringly, uh, you know, amazing stats that we've got um, around how much impact uh, certain parts of the self-service journey uh, can do, you know, how much you can impact a, a, a uh, business organization or whatever you know so that's kind of where we're starting but I know that you've been working with uh, WPA on their uh, app side um, and um, you know tell us a bit more about that Gav. Yeah so we're on um, version two as with anything kind of launching these kind of app products customers you're always looking at kind of what you can start and what you can launch with and then how you yeah. build on those and build and improve those experiences. Um, there's a there's some stats in the industry which is kind of quite daunting that Around, across around 400 to, uh, to, to 1300 costs to acquire a new customer in the insurance sector um, um, right. so it's quite yeah. a big cost per acquisition point um, and it's we're trying to look at how we can really drive engagement and drive customer retention um, within that industry and we've seen some really good case studies I've seen really some really good examples in the industry so what we've been yeah. doing with, with WPA is trying to uh, make it so much easier for customers to engage with them as an organization so yeah. therefore it becomes a no-brainer for customers to stay with them um, so there's lots of um, bits of functionality within the application that allow us to do that so things like visibility on policy so just being able to see kind of what your policy covers what your policy allows you to do kind of what yeah. budgets you've got available to kind of achieve um, but also being able to actually make claims for it as well so 
yeah. rather than having to kind of go through the, uh, go through quite a challenging process of making a claim, you go through, you fill out your details, um, and in most cases, the claim will automatically be processed. Yeah, yeah. So it's a massive, massive, massive time saver, both from an individual point of view, you can kind of get some clarity pretty quickly in regards to whether or not you're going to be able to get the support that you need. But from an organizational point of view, a massive reduction in regards to staff time, having to process, having to manually process claims, whether that is kind of in the back office or whether that is on the phone. Yeah. Um, so big impact from, from an individual point of view and an organizational point of view as well. Well, we know that um, uh, the phones, the average call, cost of a call um, for um, in Europe at the moment is uh, for it's about it's about four euros to uh, the cost of a, a standard call for a contact centre. Yeah. So if you're doing that in your health uh, in your healthcare setting that we're talking about for WPA and they've got to spend four pounds to manage a uh, and that's only a short call. Yeah, the healthcare it's claim not gonna is not going to be a short call, is it? Yeah, no, no exactly. And there's and there's, there's lots of obviously work in that space. Obviously, there's obviously in that industry, brokers are kind of some of the main people kind of supporting and help people get into policy. And what yeah. we're seeing is actually brokers are choosing insurance providers based on how easy it is for the customers to self-serve. Yes. Because it makes their lives easier because they can get the customers in, they can kind of bring them onto a policy, and there's less management from their side of things. So uh, as a direct impact from an organizational yeah. point of view, they're also kind of, their, their acquisition of clients is going to be even easier because brokers are more likely to be choosing them as go-to providers as well. Well, crucially in insurance, um, and, you know, we're obviously talking about healthcare insurance here, but any insurance, the um, the, the impact to them is renewals. You know, uh, like I said, acquisition so high, they have to look at the renewals in that journey because they're not going to, they're probably not going to make anything out of that customer in the first two years you know that's that's then they, they need to retain those customers and if they haven't got a good journey the brokers are working hard to get them they're they're getting paid it, uh, on renewal of that on the lifetime of that customer yeah so you you want something that's reliable and and it's going to be right progressive uh, you know treat that customer well you know yeah well, that's it. Else they're all just going to go somewhere else. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's frequency of that brand connection as well. Like if you keep if you've got something on your device which you're able to keep going into and be able to inter- yeah. and and have a relationship with that brand. I think there's a, a stat uh, floating around just sixty percent of people who have insurance don't know who their insurance provider are. Which yeah. if that's the situation, you can't imagine a retention is great in, in from an industry no. point of view. So if you can improve that engagement, it's quite important. No, you've got no um yeah you've got no touch points with insurance you know it's hard isn't it i mean i've got car insurance and um yeah i'm i'd have to go and look it up to see who is the latest person that i'm insured with because i haven't i haven't claimed it you know thankfully i haven't had an accident but you know (laughs) but uh you know it's it, it is that thing isn't it and then you suddenly go uh what are your insurance details and you go oh, i don't know i need to go and look them up you know yeah, but this is important. Hunt, hunt for the email hunt, hunt, hunt for that email or hunt for that, yeah. paperwork, hunt for that paperwork which you put car insurance in, in and then you get draw go through all the spam <laughs> to <laughs> sell you it and then go oh that's it that's me policy that looks like the right year um but yeah, there, are good ways, I mean, there are good ways to obviously to be able to manage calls with those sorts of brands. And I know you've been doing a lot of work specifically in voice kind of in the healthcare sector. Yeah. Um, well, with a, 
a national, I don't want to say national opticians. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we, they, we're a bit secret squirrel on that one at the moment um, because, you know, it's a big, uh, a really big business case for these guys. And um, and we feel the impact is going to be it's going to be huge. But there's a real problem with uh, appointment ghosting. So people just not turning up to appointments at all. So the abandonment rate of, um, of uh, appointments can be huge. And uh, as as a retailer, as those, so these opticians retailers, they have got an abandonment rate of nearly 20 percent, which is that's huge, massive. huge. At the cost of time. Yeah. Well, if you if you multiply that across 600 branches, then uh, the cost to them is absolutely massive. Uh, so uh, what what we're doing is we're doing doing a uh, outbound voice campaign to do com- confirmation of the appointment, rebooking of the appointment, uh, you know, rescheduling all that type of stuff, all but with um, with an automated phone call that's a proper AI voice part so you can talk to it you can negotiate when the next point is all that type of stuff but the point is is that what they've been trying to do to do, to fill that gap yeah. is get the people in store to do that for their appointments for tomorrow yeah because yeah. it, it needs to be the day before so basically what we're looking at doing is the whole of the uh, all their appointments for the day before we call them through the day. Um, uh, anecdotally, the stores have just been calling them at the end of the day, like, you know, 4.30 or something, last job of the day, confirming what their appointments are for next yeah. day. And uh, and of course, nobody's answering the phone because they're picking the kids up or they're traveling home from work or they're, you know, trying to finish up or something like that. So they just are going, no, what? no, I'm not taking that. But of course, it doesn't matter when we call, we can call through at more appropriate times and try them again. And, you know, we can do all those things because it's just automated. So not a, it's a problem. Uh, I, guess, but, I guess a lot of people will be going, oh, but a lot of people are using SMS as a method for doing that. But I think yeah. the challenge of that is it's, it's kind of passive. It kind of comes in and disappears. and It's kind of dealt with it and it's kind of there and instantly you don't necessarily really recognize it or you just kind of push it to one side. Whereas I guess what you're saying with the calls, yeah, Actually, you can't really ignore inter- the call. It's an active interaction. Yeah, it's it's more it's it's harder to ignore the call. Uh, we we're looking at it being about sixty five percent more effective than SMS, wow. uh, which is you know uh, which is a huge impact. And again, when you've got such costly appointments uh, with you know uh, an optician waiting for an appointment, they're there you know staff are waiting and then they just don't turn up to an appointment. It makes no difference to them if it's reappointed. That's fine. They know that then they've got a slot because there's plenty of walk-ins coming through. So they can fill a slot and go, I've got one in, in half an hour for you. Of course, that's great. They filled that slot. You know, we're looking at um, massive figures for these guys that we're we're looking at something like 4.6 million quids worth of revenue generated from yeah. just improving the abandonment rate. Yeah. You know, look, we're never going to zero it. But we're going to make an impact, you know, and we're 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 only looking to reduce it by um, uh, 45%, you know. So we still expect them to have 10%. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's, that's it's, huge. It's a, there's that side factor that if, if they're expecting the people who are having to deal with the appointments to make the calls beforehand, that's them not then doing appointments during that time as well. So it's the time saving uh, them. That, to, that, that's the real time. Yeah, the downstream benefit for that is huge. Yeah. 
because uh, that was one of the big things that they were saying that they they are looking at then the store performance because whilst they're on the phone and somebody's walked in they can't serve that person because they are the same people you know yeah. they're not going to just have somebody that reminds somebody about an appointment for tomorrow they ask members of staff on the sh- on the floor so that's you know they're tied up doing that you know, yeah. it's, it's that simple so we're taking all that away but also it's a better experience for the customer the customer can cancel it's not embarrassing because they're talking to a voice bot so yeah. they, there's no embarrassment if they go oh no i'm cancelling that okay do you want to reappoint you know and yeah. and there's no you don't have that uh, that kind of embarrassment that you can't take the call or you can't manage the call or, or deal with a uh, an ai because you you haven't got the emotional attachment to the AI, the same yeah. as you do with a person in the store that you might have to go and speak to later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing is it because they'll, they'll definitely. It's easy. It's you make it kind of. It's simply saying it's easier for them to sit in that situation to to say they're going to cancel, which then frees up the person's time. Whereas if they're on the phone, they might say they're still going to make it even when they're actually not. No, so that's it's right. kind of just because of an embarrassment. Yeah. 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 So. So the effectiveness is is all all around really, but look, the NHS has got exactly the same problem. So you know, I know we're on a healthcare journey here, but it, you know, an opticians is still a health appointment. Um, but you know, we still have massive on attendance rates in the and in the NHS. You know, the NHS isn't as bad as this retailer, but we're talking about seven percent in the worst places. You know, which unfortunately is stuck on Trent, which, which is where I'm originally from. <laughs> terrible. So fuck your ideas up. It's not right. But it's each appointment not attended by in the NHS is 30 quid. You yeah. know, so that that's expensive and the numbers really add up. You know, I'd be really interested to know and dig into those numbers uh, deeper to understand whether it's what's whether it's specific types of appointments and whether it's yeah. specific ailments as well. I think there's another one, a massive one, is obviously things like giving blood. Well, that's a huge kind of a huge push at the moment, especially around around winter time as well, um, around summer holidays when things when things happen. Um, yeah. And I always get a call up, and it's always a human being uh, call it calling me up. I'm like, actually, would that be would that be more effective or more cost effective if they could automate if they could create an automated process for doing that? And how many co- how many calls could they potentially do for their as a, from a bank for their buck kind of perspective if they managed to yeah. automate that, that call process? Well, I know, and but they. So um, uh, my wife uh, gives blood and uh, I can't give blood. I'm anemic, so I can't do it. But the uh, the my wife gives blood and she has she has difficulty getting appointments and a really hard one to get hold of them because uh, they're busy. Um, and two, you know, they've got they're just offering mad appointments. You know, you work during the day, so what you kind of going well. I can't just take a whole day off to go and give blood. I haven't got that kind of time. Um, uh, but, you know, she's given blood enough times. But if there's an automated system to do that, whether it's an app or whether it's a phone yeah. call or whatever it may be, then it's easy to arrange it around your time. But there's they, they seem to be a little bit hard to interact with uh, the, yeah. the blood service sometimes, you know, which is a shame. And we're a bit far away from fully self-servicing that, you know, have a machine that you put your arm into kind of oh yeah, grab yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Ships, ships it through the ships it through the post you know um get a collection yeah you know, get yeah. a collection of your blood from uh, yeah. from your 
you know, the, the kitchen dispenser that you stick your arm into. <laughs> I do wonder how many people who heard we were going to do self-service and healthcare work had that in mind. You know, no, we're not yeah. expecting people to use 3D printing body parts at home or anything like that. <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking they'd save a lot on biscuits, wouldn't they? If you did that. Yeah. You always get a, you always get a biscuit at the end of giving blood, don't you? That's anecdotally. Or three, three depending on you know how you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I would sit down for a bit. Uh, look, you know, I, I think there's lots of areas where, you know, we're talking about a self-service journey and healthcare is it's volume stuff, yeah. and people are happy to self-serve themselves. But you've got to have a, some sort of mechanism for it. And I don't think the mechanisms are there. Certainly the NHS is trying, but it's not there. You know, yeah. um, uh, well, I mean, Christ, just in GP appointments alone, they lost 391 million quid through appointments not attended in 22. What money? That's huge. That's uh, well, look, it's, it's the... Uh, uh, talk about Stoke, right? <laughs> right, Stoke. Stoke is it's something like uh, three million quid, right? Which is the equivalent to seventy-three doctors or one hundred and forty-four nurses that could be working instead. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it's that's just your, nuts. that's your, that's your uh, salary increases there. It is, yeah. So you could you could do that. It just needs to turn up to your appointments, please. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately the thing we're looking at here. It's the the reason we design and build these services to inc is increase the efficiency, increase the level of efficiency within these organisations. That cost saving could be passed on to paying yeah paying staff better. It could be passed yeah. on to increasing additional efficiencies in other areas. It could be um, passed on for training. Like th that that where that money goes is really dependent on where the organisation wants to be able to invest in order to help them to grow, develop, and improve. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, that's why we that's why these systems are ultimately being put in place. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you are a commercial organisation like the opticians. You know, that's it's all bottom line. That's yeah. bottom line for them. But it's still bottom line for the NHS. They've got X amount of budget. They've got to spend it. Uh, but, you know, when that's just hemorrhaging out the door because people aren't attending their appointments because they haven't got a good interaction to, to reappoint or reschedule or something like that. I think, um, you know, I'm waiting for an appointment to come through and they'll probably give me some random appointments. Now, uh, you know, unfortunately, I might not be able to attend that, but it'd be blooming hard to be able to reappoint that. They might want to make it easy. They'll be awkward about it. And you just go, well, why should it be that hard to reschedule something? We're in the yeah. normal world here, you know, but you feel as though you've got to take that. So that's productivity in the business. There's whole impacts. There's all sorts of social yeah. impacts to stuff like that, you know. Um, and then they just don't turn up because, you know, something comes up, can't reschedule it. So I just don't turn up. Yeah. Or they well, forget, which not, is how much back down to the work that you've been doing in regards to yeah. that reminder piece means that actually this decreases the likeness of they forget because they, they get an alert or they get called up the conversation. Yeah. I'll have you remembered your appointment for tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You know, and it's so effective. It's such a good way of doing it. Or then just literally saying, well, uh, no, I can't make it. OK, well, that's fine. Let me reschedule it for you then. Yeah. The next one, when when is good for you? You know, I'm rescheduling. It's like, well, when's when's best for you? Mornings, afternoons? Well, mornings is best. OK, well, I've got something for Thursday, you know, and, and it's the same journey as you would with a human agent, except it's much more cost effective. It's that simple.
Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I think healthcare is a good space for this. Uh, there's a lot of self-surface journeys, whether it's appointments, whether it's claims for insurance, um, yeah. health insurance. I, I know there's lots of work in the technology space around understanding kind of where we're at from a health point health point of view as well, understanding yeah. what the challenges that we're facing, how to how to self how kind of self-serve ourselves from a from improve, whether that's improving sleep, improving well-being, um, it's not yeah. really a space that we're obviously looking at. Uh, well, or we've necessarily been looking at in this podcast, but there's no, no, a space no. there in regards to there's opportunities there. I think for organisations which are looking to engage with their audience in a slightly different way and kind of moving into those spaces. Well, there's loads of stuff like that. I mean, the apps uh, story now that's just come out. It's um, a nice have approved the um, uh, apps to be used as part of the mental health routine. So people can self-serve that part of it, yeah. you know, and there's there's obviously some uh, controversy about that. But I still think it's a it's a it's an option for some people. And I was watching people being interviewed uh, about it uh, that were using this or uh, people that didn't want to use it. And it was literally it was giving them another route. So one yeah. one person was saying, look, I, I prefer to do that. I don't really want to speak to a person. I'm in a bad place. I want to do yeah. that. The app is really helping me because I can do it when I want to. And I can. And, and it's it's very private to me and, it, you know, all that type of stuff. And so it's giving them an option uh, yeah. to self-serve their mental health care. Well, that's great, isn't it? You know, that's a really good idea if you don't want to do that physical interaction. You know, if you don't want to go and speak to somebody and you you aren't ready yet to do that or, you know, whatever it may be, you know. And that's the thing, isn't it? That the reason that we, we both come from slightly different sides of the spectrum, you're doing a lot of work with, with in, the voice, in the voice space of calls and yeah. I'm doing stuff which is very much, it's kind of personal access and different people will have those different needs. Some people yeah. might want to just manage themselves, but some people will want to pick up the phone and make a call. So it's kind of, there's a need for these different mechanisms for interacting yes, with is. these organisations um, because different people have different ways they want to be able to interact with these businesses. Yeah, very much so. And and that's it. You've got to enable different parts of the, of, of an organisation to to allow that self-service journey. And like you said at the top of the podcast, you know, it's it's got an impact on whether people continue using your service, especially in the commercial zone. You know, uh, the NHS, you haven't got much choice, but you can make it better. And we've got, you know, all sorts of budgetary um, restrictions at the moment. So you kind of go, well, what? why do those things when there's just money going out of the door or why do you not do that and impact your bottom line positively you know yeah. just by putting better self-service journeys in because people are ready to use them and i think that's also what's just come out of this is that people don't mind doing it even for treatment which is what we're talking about and yeah. no not that self-service journey where you take <laughs> it or, you have, or you have a self-service kidney replacement that's that i don't think this could happen quite in our lifetime. <laughs> but, but you know interacting with your appointment or your some part of your treatment journey yeah Definitely. why not you know however that might happen voice or apps or you know whatever the thing is it, may, it makes a difference well, OK, well, thanks for that, Gav. Um, and I hope that was interesting for everybody. Um, uh, next time round, we're going to be talking about self-service in retail. Uh, so, uh, you know, tune in for that. And, um, you know, and we'll we will continue to do these uh, podcasts uh, in a, as a series. So, you know, as we start building them up, then shoot up, shoot about and, and listen to them. Um, but uh, hopefully that's interesting. 
and uh, we'll hopefully speak to you next time. Thanks very much. Cheers, Gav. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Self-Service Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting. Look out for more in the series where we take deep dives around specific challenges in this space. Until next time.